This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Ah, Steve, I'm a little bummed out. You know, this is our longest streak of no interviews ever. I mean, but it's been fine because we've had plenty to talk about. And then this week comes along and, you know, there's not really anything happening. So I'm a little worried it's going to be a boring episode. But here's the thing, like, you know, we, there's so much to talk about. And at the same time, we don't really want to bother the athletes right now. They're focused on doing their job, getting the trials. We're going to, after the trials, we're going to have a ton of interviews and we're going to have a ton to get into with the athletes. But I think it's kind of nice to have a little break. You know, the listeners just get us, the, the athletes can focus on the trials and we can break down the news that is going on. And there is some news. And as always at the house of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Doing all right, fellas. A little scrambled right now. I was a little late to the recording session tonight. I'm looking at my car outside my office window that's very illegally parked. And so if I do have to run out for a second to, to talk uh, a parking officer from giving me a ticket to talk him out of it, just, just give me just a couple minutes. I'm pretty smooth with those guys. Uh, I'll be right back to uh, talk about all the big news. Trent, just, just put it on the company card. It'll be fine. On the peak too early card? Yeah, put it on the company card. I'll tell you what, I'll just give an autograph. I'll give him a little peak yeah. too early autograph, <laughs> yeah. and that'll, that'll let us go. All right, so Mike's got some low energy over here. Trent scrambled. I am fired up. I have been up for the last 24 hours reading articles, watching videos, doing my research, and I am ready to talk some Shelby Houlihan. I'm ready Whoa, to talk. I thought, I thought we were going to we talk about the fasters. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. We're going to get to all that. But I am ready to talk. Some, some Shelby Houlihan, I'm ready to talk some WADA, I'm ready to talk some USADA, I'm ready to talk some AIU, but I want to start off the podcast by saying this. Boys, we're like, we're like, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the Batman villain in, in The Dark Knight Rises? The Joker. No, no. Bane. Bane, Bane. We were born in the dark, boys, okay? Right. We've been fighting these battles for a long time time 2015 and we get to flake gate unfairly thrown in our face and guess what we stand on that wall we fight tom brady to the death and we won that battle right we we had to fight off the entire world for for over a year we're still fighting that battle even though it's not as bad as it was but no nobody i will never forget that six months where we were going to battle every single day to defend tom brady right we were we we lived through we lived through what was the what was the what was the report the baseball report that named all the players that came out um uh, Mitchell report Mitchell, the, the Mitchell, Mitchell report, report right and and all those Yankees got named right and the Yankees were pissed off so without any evidence they threw out Big Poppy's name right and so and so now all of a sudden the entire baseball world's questioning Big Poppy when he wasn't named in the report and there's no real evidence and everybody's associating Big Poppy with steroids we were on that wall fighting for Big Poppy and the you know the 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 the, the worst injustice in all of sports is def- I'm sorry, not, not even deflating. 
it is Spygate. Spygate is the most ridiculous thing in the world. And I will challenge anybody that wants to talk about Spygate because I guarantee you nobody even knows what Spygate was. The Patriots recorded a game, a, a nationally televised game from the wrong angle. Okay, and so I'm not going to go down that road, but I'm using that as an example that we have been fighting these battles for the past 20 years and we are ready to roll. And I am at a deflate gate level of knowledge on this topic. I mean, I read every single paper, every single article, everything. There is, if you wanted to come talk to me about Deflategate, you were going to lose that debate because nobody, nobody was more educated on Deflategate than I was. And that's how I feel about the Shelby Hulan case right now. And, and Steve, we, you left out the, the Christian Coleman, you know. Christian they, Coleman. I mean, we, we, we've, been, we've been fighting this battle for since the day that this podcast was born before it was cool to you know be up against AIU now that you know America's darling Shelby Houlihan is, is in question now everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and you know what Steve we're happy to have him because better late than never come on there's plenty of room on the bandwagon let's go get AIU yeah, the, the Christian Coleman thing got us, you know, our toes in the water on this, right? About fighting the AIU and, and some of the, the BS going on. But I mean, let's be honest, we're not, we're not sprint guys, right? Like Christian Coleman, USA track and field. So he's our guy and we're pulling for him. But Shelby, I mean, Shelby is the best American distance runner, period, right now. And she is, maybe she's ever. our, maybe, uh, yeah, absolutely. We can have that conversation. Uh, she's our woman. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is like, you know, this is really gonna gonna hit uh, pull at our heartstrings here and get us fired up. Um, so this is when we really, you know, get off the kid gloves or whatever, and we go just full dive in at the AIU right now. Listen, first they came for our Chipotle receipts, and we said nothing. Right? We let them get too far with this bullshit. We let them get too far with dictate with playing God and dictating who can participate and who can't without the enough uh enough factual evidence that these per that these athletes committed these crimes against this boy and uh never more so never more so than the case to shelby Hulin. and so um just to kind of do we do we want to dive right into this topic or do we want to do but, but but i just wanted to, to touch upon a point with the the, the chipotle receipts you i have a whole list of notes here i think we, we got a lot to talk about one of my notes is how interesting is it that the one common theme between Christian Coleman and the Shelby Houlihan case is the main piece of evidence is a burrito receipt. And, you know, you, that might not mean anything to listeners yet. We're going to break it down. But, I mean, listen, folks, make sure that you are hanging on to your burrito receipts because you never know when they're going to come, you know, come back to haunt you. So hold on to those burritos receipts. All right. So I'm going to do – my best to quickly run down the the sequence of events here. Now I'm prepared to 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 talk in depth of this. I actually didn't prepare too much to to lay out the sequence of events, so I'll do my best. So in December, uh, or I think it was maybe January, um, Shelby had her regularly scheduled uh, or uh, you know just a normal drug test where they showed up. They got an E A and a B sample from her, and she tested positive. So for a substance called nandrolone, um, and it's a banned illegal substance. Uh, and she received word that she got, she tested positive for this. And I guess 
you know, she kind of freaked out and she, she went and told her team and, and didn't understand how this happened. Um, and her and her team got together and they tried to figure out what happened and they, you know, researched all the ways that this can be found in the body. It is a substance that is created in small doses in the body, but it's also can be taken, um, you know, as a steroid and to, to improve performance, not necessarily in distance running, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, and so they found out that it is commonly found in pork and it can be, and it can be found in the system if you've eaten pork within a certain amount of time. And the night before this test, she had a pork burrito. She, and she, she doesn't have the receipts, which we'll get into, but she has iPhone evidence that she was at that food truck the night before, which to me is, is good enough. So anyways, they find out, say, Hey, listen, this came from pork. And so they're waiting, they're waiting for the trial of this because they think they're going to win. And then they realize that the AIU and WADA is just going to sit on this. And they have, apparently they have the ability to sit on this for a year before acting on it, before it's kind of unjust, either it gets thrown out or they're forced to act on it. And they, they realize they put, you, they put you in provisional suspension. So it's yeah. like they, they can hold you in limbo without, you know, you know, sometimes in major league baseball, you go on the injured list. And if you, take like seven days off dealing with an injury, you can backdate your, st- your stay on the injured list back that seven days. Well, this provisional suspension doesn't work. So they basically, kept, we're going to hold her in limbo for like a year and then drop an additional suspension, you know, a ban on top of that. So that's what's happening. And while she's on the provisional suspension, she can't compete in the trials and she can't compete in the Olympics. So they're just going to screw her without, um, without, with it, without a trial, essentially. So she gets together with her lawyer and they actually force them to give them a trial. So they force them to give them the trial saying it's unjust to do this before the trials. And um, they kind of rushed through the trial and the watching the press conference the other day, the lawyer said this was like kind of an open and shut case. And despite that, they, the, the ruling gets held. Shelby gets a four year suspension. So not only does that mean the, well, she's just to recap, she's the number one female runner, maybe ever going into this trials, a female runner from the U S going into this trials. So she's going to miss the trials. She's going to miss this Olympics. And because this is a weird year where we push back the Olympics a year, she's going to miss the next Olympics on this four year ban. So based on this rush trial, this uh, this kind of unfair ruling. Shelby Houlihan's career is essentially over in the sport of track and field. Arguably, the greatest female mid-distance runner, a U.S. mid-distance runner of all time, is 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 career is over because she ate a pork burrito. Steve, do you, do you know what the what they consider to be the prime of a distance runner career, age-wise? I mean, uh. I feel like you know. Late 20s, early 30s. Late yeah. 20s, early 30s. Thanks, Trent. Do you know how old Shelby Houlihan is? Late 20s, going to be early 30s. 28 years old. Do you know how old she'd be for the next Olympics? 31 early years 30s. old. So literally, the two Olympics that she would be in the prime of her athletic career, she won't be able to compete in another Olympics until she's 35 years old. Before we go into some more details here and talk about our disappointment with things, this is heartbreaking. This is absolutely heartbreaking because we can hope there's some kind of change of events if, if people are up in storm and pissed off about this. But to have our you know best runner 
just be held out from these next two Olympics. Um, and probably, you know, who knows if she ever even tries to seriously compete running again after that. My first reaction before the anger, it's like, you know, the different stages after there's like a disappointment in your life. Like the first thing is just like heartbreak. And you're just just so like disappointed and sad about the whole situation that we're not going to have Shelby to root for. Uh, and then some of the battles that were coming, I was excited to see her and Elle like at the trials. Like there was just so much excitement to see Shelby run in these next um, few months, especially. Uh, so heartbreak. And then we can shift into, I mean, I think Steve's already like well past anger or well into anger. He's gone into like uh, understanding mode and like figuring out some details and moving to anger. But uh, it is, it was just brutally like heartbreaking to hear this news. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking is is it's the only way to to describe this because I promise you this, I promise you this, this is going to get overturned. This has happened to other athletes and it's got overturned, and she will race at the World Championships next year. Um, so we're gonna look back probably six months from now and say that Shelby Houlihan, in the prime of her career probably in the best position to win a medal was unfairly kept from racing in the Olympics. I promise you this is going to get overturned because it is so ridiculous because it's so close to the trials because it's so close to the Olympics. It just, it's, there's not enough time to, there's not enough time to, to, to overturn it, which really, really sucks. And it's just, and I, I can't imagine to be in Shelby's shoes right now and just be like, I I've done nothing wrong. Like I am in the perfect position to capitalize on everything I've been working my entire life for. And just to have this taken away, it is, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really bad um, for, 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 for a lot of reasons. But the other thing is, is it's like, I've lost a lot of faith in the sport and the faith that the sport can grow because if we can just do something like this, then you know, it's going to keep happening. And it's like, it's already happened. It completely it's already happened. It's going to keep happening. I mean, you want to talk about the athletic integrity unit. This completely takes away from the integrity of the sport um, by doing this. So it's, it, it's, it's really a damn shame. Yeah. Cool. There, there, there's coaches coming out right now saying like, you know, the, the, this whole system that we have right now, that's supposed to protect clean athletes is hurting clean athletes more than it's than it's protecting clean athletes right and so and i think it is important right because i think we all feel very similar and i have an entire notes app list of you know arguments and facts and you know we'll get into it but i do think it's important to look at the facts on the other side right if you're a naysayer and you believe that shelby is guilty here is what we know. And this is, you know, playing devil's advocate, what I would say is on the other side. At the end of the day, Shelby Houlihan popped positive for this performance-enhancing substance, right? Boom. That is what we know. Now, we're going to get into it. There is so much, so much more to this. And that is what it comes down That That is the problem with the AIU, right? Is because it is never as clear as I just made it, right? Oh, somebody tested positive, right? It's, this isn't like, you know, the most like standard, like yes or no. Like there is an incredible amount of gray area. And the problem is if your gray area is a little bit over 
And from what I can understand, what the AIU did is this whole like pork argument and this naturally occurring, it wasn't even something that they considered, right? It, this is something that already has happened and cases have gotten thrown out because of stuff like this. And you need to fully understand this system completely, all the ins and outs with it. And from my understanding, it was like an argument that they didn't even fully wrap their brains around before they issued out this provisional suspension. And like you said, Steve, by the time the BTC squad brought it to their attention, it was like the case felt like it was already shut in, you know, in, in over with. So I guess my point was like, yes, I under, I, it, it is so easy on the other side to say she popped positive. Yeah, I get that. And, and for the lay person, because this, this is a national story, right? This is on ESPN. This is on news stations. And if I was watching it and not a track fan, I would see that and be like, oh, wow. I mean, she's definitely, oh, wow, a burrito. Yeah, okay, Shelby lady. I don't know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, But this is a broken system with so much gray area that I know Steve is ready to get into. Yeah, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a list of facts to just start the uh, start the story here. Um, but before we get into it, I do want to say one thing. If in a year from now we're made to look like idiots and we can look back on this laugh and laugh at it, if we are proven wrong by our stance on this, it will be a big deal. Because if if we are proven wrong and, and Shelby Hulhan is in fact taking performance enhancing drugs, it goes way 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 deeper than one athlete taking one drug once i'm telling you this is going if if like if i'm proven wrong which is it's highly unlikely but if we were to prove it 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 would be to the point where american distance running would never bounce back that's how big it would be so you have to if you're if you're willing to believe that this is actually this is actually um happening and that she's truly guilty you also have to believe that it is it is so much more it is so much more than just shelby but i don't believe that and we're not going to go there we're <laughs> going to read off even even if it comes from shelby Hulahan's mouth that she is guilty i'll never back down i'll say that aiu has her at gunpoint and she's getting threat i'm never backing down people there we are right we are on the right side of history and we always will be on the right side of history so Come after me. I'm going to be talking about burritos for the next decade. All right. So I'm just going to read, I'm going to read off a list of facts that, that I created. So fact number one, when you, when an athlete does a, does a drug test, it's separated. They, they split half of it into an A and B sample. The B sample was never tested and never considered. They never even considered testing or analyzing the B sample. Everything is based off of just the A sample, which as soon as this, as soon as this gets challenged, I do not understand why they do not, why they don't test the B sample. So that's fact number one. Fact number two: the professor who determined that her levels of neanderone. Oh yeah, was, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite yeah, one. I love this. Determined her levels were uh, at an illegal level, at a bannable level. Also wrote a paper, published a paper, you know, talking about how neanderlone occurs in the body and how it occurs naturally, how it occurs unnaturally. And in that paper, he talks about the levels at which it should be considered illegal for a professional athlete to have in their body. Guess what? Shelby Houlihan's levels were below what he talked about in his paper. So that's fact number two. Is that where you were going with Mike? Did you have another no, fact I, there? No, I, I actually... 
do, do you have more on I'm, t- I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Mrs. Aoti here Chris, Chris, Christian Aoti yes he's the professor the, oh yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you do you have the other fact about her about the other case that she worked on uh oh steve you're gonna love this buddy you're gonna give it to me give it to me uh jaron lawson this was a case that happened a couple years ago was suspended for it wasn't the exact same uh steroid or whatever but had a similar case where he tested positive uh, and this is the american sprinter jumper um so he was going to be banned and same thing trace levels high he claimed it was from contaminated food that he had they went back and forth. There was appeals. Basically, the the thing that overturned the case for him was that the the lab and the the you know professor that did all the testing said that you know basically went on record saying that oh yeah we never see levels like this that are you know just this high over from contaminated food that doesn't happen yada 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 went on the record and that was a huge part of the reason why he got banned. Well, when they asked for the records, they didn't give it. Basically, it came out later that she was lying and that it happens all the time. And that is what threw out his case and got him reinstated. Do you know who was the, the tester and the professor who came out with all that statement? The same person who popped Shelby. The same person who's making all these claims to get Shelby thrown out. The same person who wrote that paper, Steve, that basically admitted that her levels were like this, this lady needs to go. Like, yeah, how, is she, how is she still involved? Unbelievable. Yeah. There was quotes from like the, the people who were doing that trial for Lawson, who was basically like, this is the most egregious, like overstep by, uh, uh, they considered like an expert in court that like she needed to be fired on the spot is what people were saying. And she's still doing it. And she is the person responsible for Shelby being gone. Unbelievable. Aoti, you gotta go on it. You're done. <laughs> when when there's a when there's an issue at some sort of like uh, evidence lab, like Boston had a big issue with this. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was like somebody in like the evidence department of the Boston Police Department might have done something sketchy. Everything gets thrown out. They can't trust anything. So many people got off scotch free because one person did something with one piece of evidence that it literally like dismissed anyone who had ever like had some sort of passing interaction with this corrupt like police officer so if somebody makes a mistake like that and is covering up records like not only does she need to be done like anything that she ever worked on should probably be dismissed right hell yeah all right fact number three several weeks later telby shelby got retested passed that test shelby has never in her entire career failed a test or missed a test before or after this negative fact number four shelby had a hair sample test and everybody said that if if she had been taking this drug to for performance enhancing, it would show up in a hair sample test. She passed that. Fact number five, Shelby took a polygraph, passed the polygraph with flying colors. Fact number six, Neandrolone, I, I keep, I know I'm slurring that, that performance enhancement, Neandrolone doesn't help per, uh, distance runners. It is not a substance that helps distance runners. Exact quote from Shelby's lawyer, you would have to be an idiot to take this as a distance runner and assume that it's going to help you in distance running. So those are the facts that I want to start off this, this, this podcast with. 
Oh, Steve, let, can I can I hit you with some devil? You want to hit some facts? Go with some more. No, no, no. Facts. So, some, let me let me hit you with some devil advocates. What the what the let's run message boards are gonna say to your point, Steve? Um, how you know Jerry Schumacher is this elite coach, right? This like world renowned coach. Coach is arguably one of the strongest distance running teams in the history of the sport, right? How how is it possible, Steve? that Jerry Schumacher in his statement said that he's never even heard of this steroid, never even heard of this drug. How could somebody so smart and so in tune with this sport have never heard of this drug? Or because this he's a coach for distance runners. And because he's a coach for distance yes. runners. Yes. Oh, okay, Steve. All right. Here's another one for you. You might not have another answer for these because this one's kind of a, I'm kind of hitting you with a trick question here. But uh, apparently it's coming out that the, the, the burrito that Shelby – uh, eight was not a pork burrito, but instead a carne asada burrito. What do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, well, Steve, I did a little bit of research into carne asada, right? Which is technically a steak. She got this from a food truck, Steve. Okay, a food truck. Do you know what is often done in, you know, when making carne asada burritos especially when it comes to things like food truck where you're trying to save as much cost as possible same utensils they no they often substitute pork instead of steak and call it carne asada because it is way cheaper for a food truck to make a carne asada carne asada in quotations burrito with pork instead of actual steak so get out of here with that nonsense this is carne asada not pork. it's a damn food truck okay god only knows what kind of meat that that was being tossed into that burrito give me a break all right those are my only two points those are the i tried to find the most common uh let's run arguments and those are the two and they're just the most debunkable arguments of all time I think I could taste a difference in a carne asada and a pork burrito, no? I don't think you could, Trent. I really don't think you could. No, I'm you throw some sauce on there, you dice it up. Maybe you mix in a little bit of steak, but maybe it's like 75, 25. Who knows? If we haven't located the receipt, how do you identify that as being a carne asada? You know, where, I, don't know, I don't know where these people got the information from. All I know is that that was an argument I was seeing. And I was not going to stand for that. We got Steve argument. over here reading like scientific papers, right? Like reading the, the <laughs> levels that this professor <laughs> says should be, you know, uh, against the rule for athletes. And then we got Let's Run over here making up that, oh, I, I heard, I saw that she had carne asada in her burrito, not pork. I mean, come on. I, I read three research papers last night on this topic of how the pork gets this, this, uh, this substance in it. I, I read them. I didn't understand any of them, but you know, I read them so I can say that. Um, I want to shift to the legal process. So when they, when they dispute this, when they go to kind of the, the, the legal process and kind of the, you know, essentially go to court on this, the, the burden was on WADA or AIU um, to, to prove that this, this, this wasn't from meat. Like that was the, that's what they had to prove through this process. They didn't prove that. They just, they just kind of upheld their ruling. They never proved that, that, that this, you know, what they were supposed to prove through this trial. So right then and there, this is null and void. So are we going to get, and I, I don't know this process as well as you do, Steve, are we going to get the full like decision, like a report of decision from AU? I don't believe that's come out yet, right? Like a full, you know, document that details their side of it is that's coming, right? 
Yeah, I think it's called like the cat the cast report CAS. Right. I don't know what it stands for, but allegedly that is something that will be released for public consumption. I don't know if it's something that's going to be before the trials, before the I don't know when it's coming, but I have read that yes, the cast report will eventually surface. And it it doesn't it doesn't matter at this point. There's no I mean we can believe it's that Shelby will be running before the next four years competitively, but it's not going to happen in the next two weeks. Right. So it, it's like, uh, it's a moot point of whether it comes back for the trials or not. However, that's part of what is making this really, you know, very frustrating is this news comes out yet. Everything is so like behind closed doors. You know, this, this was pretty much coming out in, in January and you have this whole appeals process and we don't have any information from it. I'm not sure why it takes so long to put together the the argument from the AIU and WADA and, and publish it and do a report and get it out to us, um, but but that that's definitely a frustrating angle. This is just not being able to hear, you know, their side of it. How did you prove? You know, if your burden of proof was on you, how did you prove that Shelby, you know, didn't take this nat- or uh, take it you know, unknowingly or something like that? Well, Trent, people could go to my, uh, you know, we'll put it on our Instagram page, my change.org petition that is petitioning the USATF to let Shelby run at the trials while we try and figure out what the hell is going on here. Because if we find out in a couple months that Shelby is free and she didn't get a chance to run at the trials, that's criminal. So let her run. If the you know suspension doesn't get overturned by the time the Olympics happen, then all right, I guess she can't run, but at least give her a chance like, give her a chance to run. Sign the petition. Let's go, people. Come oh on, God. sign the petition. Are we announcing that we are starting the official let Shelby run hashtag free Shelby position? We absolutely are. This is, this is the, the, literally the only thing we can do. I don't, so one last fact, Steve, before, we, before I continue on that is. Oh, no, no, no. I have a lot more facts. Oh, okay. Well, let, let me, this is indirect to the petition, right? I think my biggest argument with the petition is if you listen to the press conference that BTC did yesterday, which, first of all, is it? crazy how they did this they announced it like at 6 30 there's going to be a big press conference and then just like unleash this bomb but shelby talked shalane flanagan talked jerry schumacher talked and there's two options either they are completely telling the truth or option b is they're terrible people right because they were like so passionate and emotional and just like at a loss for things to, like they cared so much about this. So just watching that, it's like, I physically cannot believe that these people are bad people, right? Like I just can't, I refuse to believe that these three people are sitting there lying viciously right to my face. So it's like the only other option is they're telling the truth. Like either are defined are a more disgusting liars or they're telling the truth. It's hard to find a more like respected, credible person in the sport than Shalane Flanagan. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, and what what does why would she put her like reputation and career that she has built, like very long standing career as an athlete, as a coach, as an icon in this she is putting that all on the line, Steve, where if it comes out that like they're completely lying, that's all gone. That's all completely wiped away. It's like there's no I, I just 
after watching that, that was the thing that sealed the deal for me. It's like, there is no way that these people are that vicious to lie right to my face. You know, you look back at like the Lance Armstrong things and it's like, you know, he lied right to our face and all that. But like, that was one person. And to be honest, one like pretty like self-absorbed, like, you know, you watch the documentaries now. He, he was, had some issues, right? Are, are we willing to believe that these three people are all in that same camp? I'm not. So yeah, well, petition, change.org. Let's go. Mike, as we continue talking about kind of legal process, we're going to give our lawyer a quick call. We're going to call him in and just kind of as we talk through these next couple steps of the legal process, kind of see what he has to say. He is not a runner. He has no idea about this case. So it's going to be a genuine reaction from our lawyer to get his opinion on what we're saying. Mr. McSwiggin, thanks for calling in. Hello, this is uh, Jay Mack and Associates, attorney at law. Good to be here. So, so Jay Mack, um, we, are, we are breaking down probably the biggest atrocity in the sport that we have seen. And um, just quickly, uh, a, a runner is getting unfairly banned from the sport because of an illegal substance was found in a system. And I, you can go back and listen to all the reasons why this is bullshit. But I want to break down just some of the legal process that went on. And it's a little different because it was, it was handled by WADA, which isn't a, a um, it's not a U.S. entity. And so they don't necessarily follow the process that you would see in a, in a U.S. court system. So in the, so the, 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 the substance that was found in this runner's system, system is commonly found in pork. And so when they challenged it, the burden, the, 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 her lawyer was talking about how the burden is on them to prove or was on them to prove that the substance didn't come from pork. Can you explain to our listeners that aren't lawyers what that means? Steve, that's a goddamn travesty. And that just shows you why the U.S. of A. is the greatest goddamn country out there. WADA, international, U.S. justice is the bedrock, the beacon on the hill. That's what America is all about. Innocent until proven guilty. You step into a U.S. courtroom, you can just sit right there and don't move a muscle. You just have to <laughs> sit in court. The government has to prove that you did it beyond a reasonable doubt. Innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, it's a shame that that's just not the standard that, uh, our runners being held to here. So, but, but, but what does, so uh, I agree, but what, when you say the burden is on somebody to prove something, can you dumb it down for our listeners a little bit what that means? Yeah. You know, we've dealt with each other a lot, so I'm used to dumbing things down for you, Steve. <laughs> um, so, you know, think about it. Only the government can prosecute someone, right? You know, if you're a civilian, a regular run-of-the-mill lawyer, you're, you can sue someone for money, but to actually prosecute you, you know, that comes from the government. And here, a governing agency that holds all the power. So they have to show beyond a reasonable doubt, and really that like 90 plus percent that you or the person being accused actually did what they're being accused of. And again, 
that is the bedrock of the, you know, the U.S. justice system, the uh, English justice system. Sounds to me like you're uh, describing a communist system that you're presumed <laughs> guilty and you got to show that you didn't do it. It's outrageous. So, so Mr. Mr. Exactly the problem. That's, right. uh, that's exactly the problem with the drug test, testing system is you are, you are guilty until proven innocent and not the other way around. Right. So I, I guess in your legal opinion, if somebody popped positive, but, you know, for minuscule amounts of this substance and it is factual evidence, scientific evidence. In fact, as we talked about earlier, the researcher who was the one who popped this girl for it wrote a paper saying that it is very it clear very clear that this substance can be found in pork and can make someone pop positive right so if, if those two things are true right she popped positive but she also ate pork how i mean how could it be possible is that beyond a reasonable doubt in your legal opinion mike you just described reasonable doubt to a t right there you have another factor outside of using whatever illegal PED that would result in a positive test. She said she ate pork. She denied doing PEDs. Therefore, you have a completely reasonable and believable explanation for, you know, whatever might have showed up there. I rest my case. Mr. J. Max, sir. Michael brought up the researcher who had wrote this paper and had, had determined that there was, you know, a value here that was out of play. This researcher in the past had been tied to a case where the report that she presented did not actually reflect the, you know, situation that, that she had looked into. Some of the facts that she presented to, to bust somebody were actually later, you know, disproved and she maybe be potentially dishonestly didn't bring everything to the table in a case like that. Now, is that someone that you would trust as an expert witness in any kind of court proceeding? Well, Trent, you, you bring up a great, a great point there, but you know, these are all questions that should come out at a trial. You can call out inconsistencies in an expert's prior testimony, but Michael come back at you with the 20 times she was right before. So, hey, you screwed up once, you know what happened. So, uh, last question. So, as of right now, Shelby Houlihan, who is on track, on pace, to be one of, if not the greatest American middle distance runner of all time, uh, is now going to have to miss out on not one, but two Olympics because of the, the ban she is receiving. Um, and she is going to miss out on significant money that she could make over the next four years. Would you volunteer to be on her team to, uh, to sue, the, sue the sport for damages? Uh, absolutely. We, are, uh, we will be going after treble damages. That's triple damages, punitive damages. So they think twice before they do it again. But we're going to take them for all they got. Shelby, I'm here for you on the defense team. And, and we'll be right there with you. It'll be like that scene of Big Daddy where they, they, they just keep coming out and be like, I'm, I'm, part of the, I'm part of the council. I'm part of the council. So we'll be right there. We'll be right there on the bench with you, Shelby. Well, J-Mac, 
our, uh, our, our, the peak too early lawyer. We've had to reach out to you a couple times uh, for, for counsel in the past, but this is by far the most important one. Thank you for, for joining us on the podcast. All right. Glad to help, fellas. All right. Thanks to our lawyer, uh, J-Mac, for, for coming on and walking us through some of those technical legal terms. I just have a couple more points, and we're going to move on because we have talked about this in depth and, uh, you know, we're at an exhausting length. I could keep going for another two hours, but I'm just going to bring up a couple more points. Um, in her press conference, Shelby talked about her former boyfriend, how she was at her former boyfriend's house the, the morning that she got tested. Is that saying that her and Centrowitz are no longer together? Did she, did she admit that on her press conference? I suppose so. I, unless, she, unless it was a, a different former boyfriend. I guarantee yeah. you nobody else caught that, but I caught that one. <laughs> I think we brought up last episode how this is definitely an area I want to get into is speculating on relationships and so forth. So we should break. You, we should lead with that really is uh, the lead story here is, is Shelby and Central Relationship. Is that, is that like a, just a, a future podcast segment that we're just going to start introducing? Yeah. It's like, you know, the runner, runner love triangle or something and just try and break down different relationships and, yeah, that probably won't get us in any trouble, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, one, I want to end on this point. It is an absolute shame that Shelby is not going to get to compete at the trials or the Olympics, and it's pretty much set in stone that that's going to happen, which is terrible. But they talked about this Swiss uh, federal tribunal where they're going to get Swiss lawyers in, that, in, in Switzerland. They're going to be able to appeal it, and I guarantee you this is going to get overturned. And the Olympics will have come and gone and, you know, she will just have gotten absolutely screwed by missing out on the biggest moment of her career. Um, but I'm going to, I want to leave it on a somewhat positive note. When Shelby, uh, when Shelby comes back to the sport, it is going to be the Shelby fuck you tour. And you will not find a bigger Shelby Houlihan fan than me in this podcast. I am going to be rooting for Shelby Houlihan like I root for the Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins. I am going to be a diehard Shelby Houlihan fan because I want her. I want her to come across worlds in 2022 with two giant middle fingers raised up to the sky. Just the, the, the I just I want the redemption tour. I want I want this to be a 30 for 30 in, in, in five to six years where they talk about how this was the biggest atrocity to ever happen to an athlete and she bounced back and she she had an amazing comeback to it. That's what I want. And I think we've been pretty clear on the record before, Steve, that we've like had our criticisms of the Bowerman Track Club, right? We, we've never been like, you know, we've slowly made friends along the way and had BTC, you know, runners on that have started to help us come around. But we've never been like the biggest BTC podcast out there we've we've definitely been critical so i think this stance coming from us says a lot because we don't shy away from being critical of these guys but that's how passionate we feel about it and at the end of the day we've talked about this we talked about this a lot in the coleman case at the end of the day when you get to trial season it stops being about you know the beast or the btc or the tin it, it becomes about who is going to represent wearing that usa red white and blue at the olympics and that 
is the most important thing to us as a podcast. So when you're taking that away from us, when you're taking out a potential metal contender, I feel like that's what changes everything. So I'm with you, Steve. I'm ready to go all in on show. If we had had Shelby on the pod, you'd question maybe our biases. I mean, we can we could stand up for the friends of the program, but we haven't even had Shelby on, and she's someone that we're willing to die for right now. Uh, it is no one else that you'd rather have on that wrench tour that Steve just described. I mean, she's the best of the best. She's on top of her game right now, and I hope it's not too long of a delay before we get to see her back out there again. I mean, listen, there's – there's stuff that we don't know as people that, that weren't part of this whole process. But when you hear somebody like Shelby Houlihan's name get thrown into the mud and there's some sketchy, great details around it, I just invite every fan of Dragonfield to just get on our side here and pull for the woman who is the best of the best in your sport for the USA. Let's be on that side uh, until there's, you know, a, a definitive evidence that comes out and totally wipes out all the facts that Steve just presented. I mean, this is the side that you want to be on. This is the side that we believe is going to be correct. It's going to be the more, uh, this is the side that you should be on as a fan of track and field. We should want Shelby's name to be cleared from this and we should want to see that revenge tour. And I will say, so I, I, uh, I created this last night thinking that I would be diving into conspiracies on today's episode, but actually it, it was just facts it was just facts about how Shelby is getting screwed. But I created this. I didn't have to even put this on. I had a tinfoil hat ready to go <laughs> to talk. I thought this was going to be a conspiracy podcast, but the, 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 you know, the deeper I dove into it, it, it's not a conspiracy podcast. It's just a story about how a runner got royally screwed. So I'm going to put the tinfoil hat away and uh, you know, save, it, save it for the next story. But um, Where do we go from here? How do we even say? We never even got a mic. Let's kick off the running. Yeah, no, that's I I kind of like that though. I'm happy we're not doing it. I think we should just keep the free flow going. So here, let's go. Choose your adventure. Do we want to go? Do we want to talk the fastest house? Do we want to recap the uh, NCAA championships, or do we want to let's preview the trials last? No, I need a pal cleanser. I need a pal cleanser. Can we just talk fastest house? Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's yeah, start fast as hell. I need a palate cleanser, and we'll we'll get to the other topics. Um, awesome, <laughs> good job, Mike. Mike, cut this up. You know, he he put it out. The 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 fasters house is the first episode is live on YouTube. Our first reality TV series. It's going to be a four part show. Episode one dropped on Monday. Episode two is going to drop on Friday, and then we're going to go Monday, Friday again next week um i thought it was awesome i really enjoyed it it was great it's killing me this is not just like a netflix dump where you can just binge watch it you know it's there so we gotta actually wait this is old school television right here we gotta wait the full week for it to come out you know mike told us how long the the you know the episodes were gonna be and you know i'm like how's he gonna fill up that much content i mean like what do we got going on here but it was, it was, it just rolled. It was, I was hooked for, I didn't even know what's going to happen. I'm hooked to see like what's going to play out. It's awesome. That, that was my favorite part of writing the story, right? Because I wanted to write it from this, obviously us and most of the people listening to this podcast right now know the end results, kind of followed along on the Instagram. But I kind of wanted to write the story as if you had no idea, you didn't follow the IG. Because I'm sure there are some people that are going to follow along that weren't following along on the IG. So I wanted to write this story, keep it dramatic 
and you know kind of keep the yeah the 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 spark alive of not knowing what's going to happen next uh some of my favorite highlights i love the um the the trend uh oh God, what was it the the smearing off ice i think that was an awesome scene and then steve your wife coming in after him yeah yeah i i i uh i ice trend um <laughs> i loved that scene i loved like the slow decline of energy you know the very first like four or five minutes everyone's pumped like the confessionals are like super uh you know upbeat and then just slowly as you go through the the journey they just get like sweatier and like sadder and you can tell people are like trying to say something like a little bit quieter because you know you can people are in the next room you're not trying to give away any strategy um and then trent you know pretty much going into every leg being like i could push it and then boom he pushes it so yeah those are my favorite my favorite parts i i kind of like the like I, i like the um you know the 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 candid shots a little bit the shots from from in the living room because that's the stuff i obviously remember my you know um confessionals but i don't remember some of the stuff that we were doing before and after the run so that was kind of cool totally agree this is gonna the, my favorite part about this too is it's kind of people are should all be watching it right now as it drops out but this will be a video we can uh go back to in like three years it's like how the younger kids watch friends these days something like that like this has some like staying power right you're gonna be able to watch this like it really is like a full-length movie at some point um yeah just just great job mike I beg you, if you haven't gotten to the YouTube page yet, I know the the video is like fourteen or fifteen minutes long, but it's worth it. Go give it, give it a watch. If you hate it, if you don't like it, whatever. Don't you don't have to watch episode two, but just give this one a try. Give it a watch. Get some popcorn, crack a Miller Light, and enjoy it like a TV show. It's 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 good. So, um, hey, let's let's uh let's jump in. Let's quickly go through. We had we had NCAA national championships last week, so let's uh, let's quickly like... let's quickly go through those results, which would, know, this is, would it, have easily been a full episode in, in any other week. Right. Let's so quickly run through some results. That's like the craziest thing, right? It's like we developed this podcast basically off of NCAA outdoor track championships. It's like one of our favorite events of the year, and it's going to be like uh you know squeezed in between gigantic major stories that we got going on with the trials and everything shelby it's like you know a little footnote but this can't be a four-hour long podcast so i do think we got to run through it here um first things first i got I, I don't know what the final scores were i don't even know if we added up the final scores of our little gambling game but i know that i got absolutely demolished i i don't think i had a, somebody in like the top I think the only one I had was Nagoose, who was my first overall, who finished like second. That was the best I did. Um, so to quickly recap, we had um, on the women's side of things in the 1500, we had Anna Camp from BYU. She took the dub. Um, I don't know if you guys watch her race, but she ran it just like perfect. She just kind of sat in a great spot the whole time and just absolutely took off the end. The 5K from NC State, we had Ellie Hens who was, you know, what is their little thing called? They throw okay. up at the end there. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, um, you know. Yeah, I like I like colleges that have, like, a celebration that everyone does when you win one. You know, Oregon, you, they usually throw up the, oh, I love the little wolf pack thing. Um, and then. I think, I think, I think the, the women's 5K may have been, like, my favorite race of the day. I yes. Mean, 
I picked Whitney Orton to win, so it was a bummer seeing her fall back. But she, it was fun watching her go for it. We got we to gotta give her credit for, for putting it on the line, going for it. Um, Ellie, Ellie ran really well. She didn't get tempted to go with Whitney. She just stayed at the lead of the chase pack. Um, she, she ran competitively when Whitney came back, and she had to outkick the field to, to, to win the race. Probably my favorite race of the, of the, you know, of the entire track meet. And that, that's Girl. saying something. There were a lot of good races. Yeah. As I'm watching, you know, some of these lives, some of these just watching, you know, the YouTube after, every race was like, oh, man, electric finish going on. The uh, the 5K there, Steve, um, the girl from Notre Dame who was kind of pushing the pace the entire way, and Ellie kind of, like you said, really strategically worked with her and then buried her in the last 200. But I will say props to that girl from Notre Dame. I can't remember what her name was because she led the whole way. Ellie put on this gigantic move, and she was clearly not like a kicker, but like I think like two or three times in the last 200 tried to make like a surge to go after her and just, you know, didn't have the turnover for it. But that girl fought the entire way. So shout out to her. And that is, that is Katie Wasserman. I had it Katie up right Wasserman. here, but you're, okay. you're totally right, Mike. It, when I saw the results first and then I went back and watched it, it looked like, like she was like, how did she get it to be so close? She was losing ground in that last straightaway. Yeah. And then she just like had this just deep down surge to just like make it a little bit interesting there at the end. And I do think if we want to get the, if we want to continue with the, the rumor mill, I'm pretty sure she does or she has in the past dated Louis Grava. So, oh, yeah. Katie, Katie Wasserman. Big on, keep Ellie the Henry. dating rumor mill going, baby. I love it. Wait, is it Katie? <laughs> Katie or Ellie? Ellie. Okay. Love hey, it. I, I love this new faction. Can, we, can you of make some our graphics, podcast? Mike? I want some graphics. Of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then the last one we'll talk about on the woman's side is the woman's 10K, where uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, but Cardama Baez uh, from Oregon. It's got to be pretty cool to, you know, the first, like, huge championship at the new Hayward Field on your home course as a senior to get that dub in the 10K. Um, and same thing, like, I, the, the race played out really close the whole way along, and then she was able to just kind of throw the hammer down at the very end. Nobody was going to catch her. Super emotional moment with all of her teammates sprinting down and hugging. It, great finish. She took down, um, I think that was, she. I think Mercy finished second in that one, right? So you had the cross-country champ who she was able to, you know, pull away from right at the end there. My, my best pick of the competition. Nailed yeah. that one. We can cover my picks at the end there. A few good picks. Did you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll go through it now. Uh, I think I had a three, a one, a one, a two, a two, a three. I think I ran house on the yeah. You if that's the was... if that's the you. I think you beat me with like just one of my picks. I think I, I had like a couple fourteens in there. So yeah, the the one I missed on I had I had Whitney in the fifteen hundred. Whitney not not her best. Uh, you know, showing at the championships. I got no doubt she's gonna be you know together. She's as gonna a be pro. fine. She's, she's gonna she's be gonna totally be... fine. She's gonna be a good bro. I'm, I'm I know calm. she was. I know she was dealing with injuries and cross country. So I think it's very possible that she had some stuff going on, some injuries that she's she's been dealing with trying to get healthy. So, um, all right, let's shoot over to the men's 10k where Pat. So this was a star-studded field. Ton of guys in there. Again, you're the cross country champ, Connor Mance, in this race, but he was able to be held up in what I would consider a pretty big upset by Patrick Deaver from Tulsa. Didn't really see, you know, the Tulsa guy coming through in the end there, but he's he, 
on the final home stretch, you had some pretty big kickers. You had some studs. And there was like a pack of like four or five of them with about 100 to go. And this kid comes, passes on the, passes the cross-country national champ on the inside of the track, puts it away, and he was all fired up, had an awesome mustache. So that shout out to Pat. Talk about one of the best races of the week right there. And that was that got us started. What was that, Wednesday night, Thursday night? Yeah. I think you yeah. got us started off there with a hell of a finish. I did not think Mance could get, get on that. Just based on what we saw at, at Nationals, he had, like, that just strained facial expression yep. that we've seen before that somehow doesn't affect his pace at all. So it was impressive that he got there. Uh, I never got it. A lot and, of fast times. A lot of fast 10K oh, yeah. times. Yeah, I think they said uh, Deaver's – was like the there was a 42 year old meat record that he broke in that race so you know they made him earn it on that 10k um and then so the last two the 5k and the 1500 i think we did our best to try and talk these guys down to not jump on the bandwagon i think we they waited until like the third or fourth round in our draft to go you know we've clearly we wanted to pick against them we wanted to go against the grain but listen cooper tier cole hawker what do you want me to say? They're the real deal. Okay. We, we, we've, we've waited long enough. Our guy, yeah, Red, uh, you know, he, he kind of stuck with his strategy of pushing the pace a little bit from when he broke the, you know, the record and how he's been racing. But we know, yeah, Red's got that just lethal kick. So when I saw him with the lead with a hundred to go, I felt pretty good about it. But Cole Hawker showed that he is like just – Cole Hawker's a freshman too, by the way. So like, yep. you're gonna we're gonna have to watch this for the next four years. If I was, you know, headed into college right now as a a miler or a distance runner, I would be a little bit worried about the fact that I'm gonna have to be dealing with this guy for the next three years. So, I was surprised he did that. The Nagoose did that in in this race. I mean, he proved that he can obviously run as a front runner when he when he got the record a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I still thought his strategy may be a little bit different come national championship. He may not want to be the one out front. Um, he still puts together, you know, a good race, and he was right there to come in second. But um, the, it, he got, got there. I mean, the Oregon guys, like you kind of mentioned, uh, on the, the women's side, I mean, to, to win that title in the new home track, uh, that, that was a pretty cool thing. And if we're maybe not – all on the Oregon bandwagon. Maybe our old producer may not approve of that. It was still kind of fun. There is something special to see uh, a sure. established the school like Oregon. See those colors kind of up front. Um, there's nothing wrong with the the traditional powerhouses of the sport showing up at the national championship. All right, this this, this is going to be a long one. So let's quickly move on to our predictions for the Olympic trials coming up. So the way, what we're going to do is we're just going to make some predictions. So we're going to predict the, what do we say? The men's 10 K, the women's 1500, the women's 5 K and one other event. What did we say? Women's men's 800 men's 800. Yeah. So the, 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 these will be the four events that will have finals before the next time we record. So the men's 10 K is on Friday. And then on Monday night will be the women's 15, the men's eight and the women's 5 K. So just, little preview of those and so quickly what we are going to do is we're going to do a live watch party on monday the 21st and sunday the 27th 
Um, so if you want to join, I'm going to throw probably something up on Instagram and Twitter, um, just where you're going to send us your email. I'll send out the invite. We'll do a watch party. And for those of you that have joined us for watch parties in the past, you know, we get a, we get a little games going, we get, you know, toss a couple bucks around, you know, we have a good time with it. So if you want to join us, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun time. We'll put together some fun games so quickly. We're just going to go through, we're going to start off with the men's 10K and we'll just, the three of us will just say our predictions. Yeah. Well, so before we do that, we'll list off some of the, you know, notable names. Uh, you got, of course, Lopez Lamont, Grant Fisher, Woody Kincaid. We got Ben True, Eric Jenkins, Emmanuel Board, Joe Klecker. We got some of the college kids in there. Connor Mance, Abdi Nur, a friend of the program, Frank Laura, Sam Chalanga. So the, some pretty big names in this mix. Um, so I, I I thought I heard somewhere that Lopez had scratched or something, but I still see him in there. So I don't know. We could be wrong, but I'm just going to talk about him like he's there. I think we'd be remiss not to. And if he gets scratched, well, then whatever. It is what it is. So where do we want to start with this 10K? You just want to go through our predictions, Steve? Is that how we want to do this? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go each each person. Do you want okay. it here? Why don't, why don't we make a little game too? So you can pick the same people, but – Whoever gets whoever gets the more predictions right wins. So, okay. All right. So I'll kick us off. Uh, I'll uh, I'll say I'll, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lopez Lemong. I'm gonna go Joe Klecker, and I am gonna throw out a crazy crazy wild card. And we are going to get the story of the trials when Sam Chalanga qualifies for the Olympics. Oh, I love it! I love it. So, go ahead, yeah. Michael. Why, well, yeah. Oh, you're not ready, Trent. Are you still, hey, you're still doing some research the, over there? Pulling up the heat sheets over here, making sure I'm not missing anything. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to throw around a couple of runners that aren't even running in big races before, so I'm trying to avoid that. Lane Flanagan and Tyler Day? Yeah. I might picture Lane Flanagan <laughs> out of protest, so don't uh, – oh, sorry. Yeah, Shalane Flanagan may, may be on my team. We'll see. All right. So I feel like I'm going a little chalky here on this one, um, but I don't think I care. I think I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. Um, the BTC boys are going to be real pissed off, um, for, for their girls. So I think we're going to have Lopez, we're going to have Grant and I got to go with my go, my guy Klecker. Um, so th- those will be my three Lamong, Fisher, Klecker. Michael, I'm not sure if he's running this race or not, but I, I see Isaiah Rodriguez on the start list. And so the fact that you're not taking <laughs> yeah. a mystery man from Oklahoma State. I, I saw him too, and I just – that would be the most mystery man thing in the world to, like, finish 10th in the 10K at NCAAs and then come back next week and make the Olympics. That He would do that, so it is a little shocking that I didn't take him. But I think yeah. I'm trying to be a little realistic here. And I don't think it's in the cards for my man. It's tough to go to the college kids who just had a national championship for sure. You know, this week. Although so, I was, I was tempted to go with Connor. Man. If I had done some real stats and research, I'd like to see like how the college kids traditionally do, you know, that have performed at a certain level at the NCAAs before the trials meant, but I might stay with my pick. I'll take, you got me scared with the Lopez uh, statement, Mike. If you heard some, you know, on the rumor mill, you might not be running. So I, I tried to, I tried to follow up on it, and I couldn't find anything. But I don't know, I don't even know where I read it. But who knows? I, I maybe I'm missing something. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'll skip about Lopez. I like, I like Grant Fisher. I like William Kincaid, and then 
I will go with – how about Eric Jenkins? Give me him as my third spot. There. I like that pick. I like that. All right, so we're going to move on to the, the women's 1500. Do you want to go in reverse order? Trent, you ready for this? Or do you need a couple of seconds? Yeah, can I just say this? Just the NCAA stuff. A plus, 100%. Everything is so easy to find. The video quality was great. Like, you can find I the agree. start list. They just did a fantastic job. They even had the team scores going up. We didn't even shout out LSU and, and USC, I think, won those championships. The, the USA trials shit of trying to find the start list here. Like, I'm clicking on the, the button right here and can't get a load. So, I may need to go second here. I don't have the list the up. Fact, the fact that they don't have they don't have heat sheets by now is crazy. Like, why don't we have heat sheets? Or How are you going to get people excited about this if you're making it just such an event to try to even find who's running? All right, here we go. Here's the names here. Uh, Trent, did you, you get the link I yeah, just I sent need, you? In I don't the... need your link. I, couldn't, I didn't know I had to scroll down to, to see here. Um, all right, am I going first? Let me go first. Yeah, I'm going first. Yeah, we'll put you, put you on the spot here. You go first. Man, talk about a protesting here. I could take Shelby with the pick, but uh, I'll skip that. Uh, and we're – I mean, there's no way you can't take Purrier. So she, she's on fire. I'll take her um, – as my other couple picks, we'll, we'll go with uh, Shelby's teammate, who I, I like that idea that BTC's all pissed off in Elise Cranny. And then you have to go Sinclair. We've been the Sinclair podcast this, this whole time. So give me Sinclair and Elise and Ellie. So in, in my mind coming into this, I thought this was the most like chalky events of all time, right? Like I looked at, I look at, that list and I saw Shelby L who's been just out of this, like cannot be stopped. And then Jenny Simpson. And it's like, how, how are you going to compete with that one, two, three? Um, I feel, I feel bad going chalky again in this, but I, like in my mind, how are, how is Perrier and Jenny Simpson not going to make this right? So I'm going to take them one, two. Um, and I mean, we spent way too much of our life talking about Sinclair on this podcast. I feel like, again, it's the most chalky picks of all time. I'm going Perrier, Simpson, Sinclair. So, yeah, I agree. No, no Hulahan really, really mixes this up. Um, I'm thinking there's a chance Perrier doesn't run the 1500. You know she's insider info? No, but I just think that I just think she's much more of a 5K runner than she's a 15. So when when's the women's 5K? That would be um, we have a date. I think I think it's later on. I think it's like the uh, I think it's that last Sunday. It is. No, the men's 5K. So. The men's 5K is the last Sunday. Oh, so oh no, you're right. Yeah, it's on the same night. So the 1500 and the 5K are both on the same night. Mm. Oh, so yeah, that's true. That's that out. true. So now it, it it depends because so it it depends like what what L thinks she does she have a better chance? I, I guess is she thinking I just want to make the Olympic team or I want to compete at the Olympics? If it's compete at the Olympics, I think she wants to lean more towards the 5K. If it's just to make the team, you know, I think she leans to the 1500. You know what? I'm going to play because I have the advantage of going last. I'm not going to pick L. I think that I think she's the best runner in this field. 
but I think that there's a chance she doesn't run. So I'm going to go, I mean, this is as tragic as, as the whole, I mean, we spent the whole podcast talking about how tragic the Shelby news is, but this is kind of playing into the hands of our girl, Nikki Hiltz. Like this is kind of, kind of a good scenario for her. So I'm going Nikki Hiltz. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Sinclair Johnson and I'm going to go Heather McLean. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Some other notables, notables there. I was going to say Nikki, um, Danny Jones, I think could be kind of a, a surprise one in the mix there. Um, and then yeah, Heather McLean. I think that's a good. I think that's a good pick. Good for you guys for for noticing Nikki Hiltz's name on it. It's it's on the list as Dominique Hiltz, and I was like, never heard of that person before. <laughs> <Nikki> <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it comes back to me. What what event are we doing now? We're doing now. We get the men's eight hundred. I think men's eight hundred. I think you know. I think we yeah. This, this we might as well just shot. pick the might as well just pick the third who we think the third person. All right, uh, go Brazier Hopple, and we'll go. We'll go. I mean, there's a lot of names we like on there. I mean, we we got we got our our boy. Isaiah Harris, Eric Sawinski, Brandon Kidder, a lot of friends of the program on there. Um, but I'm probably going to go – I'm probably going to go with – ah, screw it. We'll go Eric Sawinski. I like it. I like it, man. Yeah, this list is uh... – this is crazy because it's like – yeah, like I said, who, how how could you possibly? It's just one. Everybody's gonna be watching those two guys. Imagine being one of the the rest of this field. It's like we are literally competing for one spot. That's insane. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Um, sorry, I'm trying to compare two lists here, but I'm gonna go with the. Uh, We'll go with Isaiah Jewett. Good pick. J- just ran this past weekend. And I think he's feeling himself right now. I think he's on a little bit of a heater. So I think we're going to take the college kid. And I feel like the 800 is, if we're going to see a college kid sneak in, I think the 800 could be, you know, the most likely. I like somebody, Mr. Uh... Donovan Brazier, I think his name is, uh, Bryce Hopple. Uh, and then I'll take, nobody took the, the chalk one. So Clayton Murphy, if I get to go last and he's going to still be up there as, as my fun third pick, I'll go Clayton Murphy. I don't know how chalk that is. I just think that the, it's the definitely numbers. the, it, it's definitely the biggest name. It's definitely the fastest seed time. I, I just don't trust him. I don't trust him. I'm going with the college national champ over him all right what's next here we got our last one woman's 5k so another one and steve you bring up a good point that i i should have considered but i i hadn't that the lists that we're looking at here aren't necessarily the the you know the people who are going to be lining up right because the 1500 and the 5k on the same night yep so that's that makes things interesting which is again how is this stuff not like public to us and having the unless people haven't actually decided yet, but we, 
I don't know. I don't know. All right, women's 5K. Who do we got here? <laughs> Again, we got the whole Shelby thing. It's just it's just tough to see your name on these and not be able to take her. Um, Definitely some names on here, though. This is totally throwing me off, so I'll, I'll try to guess it back. I will take – this is a shout-out to my girlfriend, Megan, one of her favorite runners, Rachel Schneider. She's been running well lately. I'll go with – Vanessa Frazier, BTC, and then, oh man, some of these 1500 5K duos. I feel like if I took Purrier in the 15, I have to like stick with that, that she's going to focus on that, um, even though that could be totally off base there. So I will take, how about, uh, how about Ali Bukowski? I'll take, I'll take the Brooks, the Brooks okay. girl. Why did you take Vanessa Frazier? Why not? I feel like she's going to run fast. Yeah. Mike, you're up. <laughs> Steve, Steve bought into that argument, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Carissa. I just wanted you to get one pick in so we can't go back. She's had surgery on both legs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, she's just, she was in, a, in two boots this fall. What do you I mean, I don't know what you... <laughs> Steve, it wouldn't it wouldn't be you know a preview here if we didn't. All right, so I I like Carissa. Um, here's a name for you, Trent. How about Emily Sisson? She's gonna get it, and then I kind of want to go off the beaten path here and take a recent grad. I want to take. I'm trying to look for the other one if she's in there, but I don't see her. So I'm gonna go with Alicia Munson. That's a good way pick. off the beaten path. Ooh, that's a good. Okay. What? what? Are you all right? Yeah. All right. So it's my pick. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to kick us off and I'm going to go Emily Sisson and Alicia Munson's Canadian, right? Uh, isn't she Canadian? For sure not Canadian. Isn't she Canadian? For sure not. Definitely not. We're getting the stats and research department on it right now. No, she's for sure not. I think she's from Wisconsin. Yeah, she's for sure not Canadian. Not even close. I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think she's from Wisconsin. But uh, no, I don't she's know. not. That's okay. practically Canadian, but. Right. <laughs> so we got Emily Sisson. I'm going to go her. I'm going to go. Um, Oh, no, hold on, wait a second. I'm not going to go Emily Sisson. I'm going to change that. We're going to go, we'll go uh, Carisha Weiser. We'll go with her. We'll go Purrier. And we'll go, we'll go Ali Bukowski. All right. I love it. So before we wrap up here, though, let's go back real quick and kind of look at a couple of these. So what, what is, let's say like percentage wise or gambling, that's however you want to do it for the Hopple Brazier matchup, right? Cause this is the matchup we've all been waiting for. This is like the big one. We all know they're both making the team. This isn't like one of the few events where it's like not about who is, you know, making the team there. This this one for us is about like, all right, we finally get to get these see these guys throw the gloves down. What what is the percent chance that Hopple Hopple wins this? 
I think it's like a 15% chance. Oh, all right. It's a little bit lower than I, I thought you would say. What were you thinking? I, I'm i going to go ahead and give him a 25% chance. Wait a second. Wait a second. Why are we talking percent chance? Can we talk odds? Yeah, later? no, we can. I was trying to put it in terms that okay. uh, the, the lay person understand. But, yeah, we, we, can, we can put this in, in gambling odds here. I think – I think Brazier's probably like a, I don't know. What do you got to put him at like a minus like 200 and. I put him more. I go minus, more. I go minus, I go minus 300. And then, so what does that put Hoppo? Like plus 175 plus 200 ish. I put plus, plus 200 plus. I think that's, yeah. I think that's pretty spot on. What do you think Trent? I, I was thinking that minus like 250 range for, for Donovan. Um, Brazier's clearly the favorite, but that doesn't take away from any excitement going into this matchup. I mean, Hopple is such a gamer, and the guy just knows how to win, that he is going to put himself in a position, I think, to battle with Brazier at least in the last, like, 200. I think Brazier's got the finish of speed, but let's not let that take away from how excited I think we all are to finally see these guys race each other on the track. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy because I feel like Brazier is – of these matchups we just talked about, he's the clear one-one like best odds, biggest favorite. But I wouldn't like be shocked if Bra- or if uh, Hopple got him. I just I really wouldn't be like blown away. And we've talked about this. You would be blown away. Yeah. It's just one of those things too, where it's like the Olympic trials too. So for him, like I don't know how much this. I do feel like he's ready to. Right. It is a U.S. championship, but, you know, he's obviously got bigger fish to fry. But, I mean, we got so long to the to the Olympics at this point. Or, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be holding back or anything like that. He's going to be going on a lot. He wants to win this thing. But I, I just w- I would not be blown away. I would feel like everything we've seen from Bryce, he just keeps – he's right there. And we, they've, they've never gone, right? This is never – this is a matchup we've been waiting for. So it's like the unknown is intriguing for sure. I'm pumped, but all right. So just, just a reminder, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to post it on social media, but next Friday evening, we're going to get a watch party together with some games, but um, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got people on the bell app? Yeah, I feel like we were super track heavy here. Um, So uh, I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to talk a little bit of Patriots here. And there's been a lot of this uh, talk recently in, in Boston sports where Cam is back this week. He's looking great. He's looking sharp, this and that, and the other thing. Mac is my quarterback, guys. Like, I, I saw what I needed to see from Cam. I gave him a shot last year, and I can't even tell you the amount of times last year I was just like, the experiment is over for me. I can't do it. I can't do all this like Cam Newton hype video stuff. It's like exhausting to me. The guy, he had a shot and I need to move on. So I just, I'm not going to buy into it. You might, you'll probably hear me week one with a different tone, but right now I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying into it. Oh, we could go for another hour on that topic. Trent, what do you got people in the bell app? Well, I just want to give a big shout out to, to my co-hosts here. I mean, Mike with the video with the fasters, A plus work. Steve's over here reading research papers about, uh, I don't even know, how, Neanderlone or whatever the hell it was that Shelby supposedly has been taking. So uh, great job by you guys uh, just being prepared, carrying the podcast. 
I was uh, a bit scrambling. I'm looking outside. I don't think I got a ticket. We're going to see, but uh, my scramble didn't, didn't let me be able to get the, you know, the heat sheets up ready to go for the trials and that sort of thing. But luckily I have two co-hosts that were carrying the load tonight as they always do. So good job by you guys, fellas. Um, I was at a wedding this past weekend and I got talked into signing up for a, uh, a 12 hour ruck in New York city on nine 11. So I don't know if it's like part of the go ruck or whatever. It's, it's a 12 hour endurance thing. They do strength stuff. It's very military based. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I've never done one before. Uh, if anybody in the two crew wants to join us or wants to join me, just shoot, shoot the, shoot the Instagram a DM. I'll send you a link. Anybody in the New York area would love to get some, some of the two crew out, you know, rocking our singlets, but um, yeah, just, just figured I'd throw that out there. If anybody wants to, wants to join for something like that, I, I, I've heard they're pretty inspirational and it's a, it's kind of like a, a different type of endurance challenge. But other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I, I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Joes. Josie's on a vacation far away Come around and talk it over So many things that I want to say You know I like my girls a little bit older I just want to use your love Just wanna use your love tonight.